We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Hello everyone and welcome to Business Matters presented by Valley First, the division of First West Credit Union. My name is Rob Capello. I'm a Chief Strategy Officer at Now Media Group. Today we welcome Mitch Carefoot to Business Matters. Mitch, thanks for joining me this morning. Look forward to chatting. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for having me. No problem. So Mitch and his business partner, Kurt, who can't join us this morning, he's stuck, had some flight issues, um, are the owners of Thickest Thieves Entertainment and driving force be behind uh, I'm sure a lot of people have heard this, Daniel on a Diamond, many people have heard that, Altitunes and Island Time music series, and I'm sure some other ones that I've, I've, I haven't uh, talked about, so we'll get, we'll jump into it. So, so before we jump into sort of the business side, Mitch, I'm curious, um, how did you and Kurt meet? Like, how did this come together? Like, how did you guys kind of meet? What, what's your guys' history together? Yeah, well, we're both Prairie Boys from Manitoba. Okay. And uh, I'm from Dauphin, he's from Brandon, and we both grew up playing sports. And in Manitoba, we had never met, although we've had a lot of friends in common who've played uh, hockey together growing up and stuff like that. We had never crossed paths. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we both took different journeys through uh, university and through our early professional career. Uh, but ended up in Kelowna for different reasons. I had uh, spent time visiting friends, had lived in Salmon Arm a little bit back in uh, uh, high school, and Kurt's dad had moved to town. So when we both moved to town, our friends, our mutual friends from Manitoba were kind of like, oh, this is awesome. You guys get to share Kelowna together. It's nice to be with buddies and kind of right. start a new life. We're like, we don't know each other. Uh, <laughs> so, we, so we connected. And the joke from Kurt's side is Kurt's a goalie and you always need a goalie on your beer league hockey team. So he was our goalie who always got the invite back, even if he was a little bit goofy um, <laughs> and all that type of stuff. So we always had a beer league goalie and he, and he was good enough to keep around. That's funny. And he's not even here to defend himself. No, exactly. But he would, he would agree <laughs> with that too. He, he gets a lot of the 11 p.m. calls saying, hey, want to strap on the pads? That's hilarious. <laughs> so yeah. how, did, how did, so you guys met through rec sports will say through the sports side but how did the company come together like, what were you guys doing when you're like hey like we're going to start this event company and go out and you know so how did that come together yeah so it was kind of twofold on the one side growing up in manitoba they always they had these uh social they're called social so essentially you you rent a hall you book a band and you bring in some cheap well uh, alcohol and yeah. you sell it yeah. And uh, Kurt was getting married at the time and we had never really seen anything like this done in Kelowna. Mm -hmm. So we started doing these little social concepts. And the reason we came up with those was we thought that for our age demo or from an enter entertainment perspective, there wasn't anything like this necessarily happening that we had heard about. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like one of those things, if we don't do it, who's going to do it? Right. So then we just started doing these smaller shows, renting out the Laurel Packing House, bringing in a DJ, and then starting with the live music. And then we've kind of, I mean, each one of these over, now this is going back seven or eight years now. Uh, and each one of these, they would sell out. You'd get 300 people, you'd get 400 people. Mm -hmm. um, and then just over time, it kind of transitioned and morphed into more of a business 
um, and bigger events. So did you did you, you didn't have any background in this, right? Like you, you guys weren't running events back in Manitoba. You were just you attended them. <laughs> we, we attended, like yeah, we'd be the ones on the dance floor, like really having a lot of fun. Maybe maybe consuming a little bit too much. <laughs> um, also, back my background too, like from from a music side of it in Manitoba, Dauphin has one of the biggest and longest running country music festivals so Dauphin Country Fest has been going on for 32 years and like Eric Church has played there Shania Twain Brad Paisley Keith Urban so all the biggest stars have come through a rural Dauphin Manitoba where at, when the festival's on it triples in size wow and I was literally digging the ditches and doing the scaffolding when you didn't have to do tie-ins at this festival. So I was up yeah, yeah. doing the PA system. You didn't have to tie in back in the day. Um, and I think there, that's where for me anyways, and I know Kurtz attended the event, but you really right. got to see the benefits of people coming together to have fun. Like, can we play an instrument? Barely, hardly, like it would sound terrible. No one should listen. Right, right. I think it was just more of seeing people gather was what drives both of us to continue doing what we still do. Interesting. And, and is this uh, is this a full time for you? Or are you guys? Do you guys like what else are you doing in addition to this? Like, or, or is this like your thing? Yeah. So this is this is my this is my thing. It's right. it's uh, th through COVID and through other stuff like that. Like we we have uh, good business partners. So uh, like the Nixon Hospitality Group, right. for example, we have different projects with them. Uh, Bernie's just open. There's a live music venue upstairs and music or uh, comedy and and shows and stuff like that. So Kyle and Carolyn have always been big supporters, and we've. Uh, our partners in a, in a variety of different ways with them. So when COVID hit, that was like my, I was like, all right, well, yeah, let's do it. So I, I worked in the restaurants with Kyle and Carolyn and learned yeah. how all that kind of stuff did uh, work along. And as that business grows alongside ours, it's kind of fun to, to see what we could come up with next. Um, but we have a, a variety of different projects or focuses too, but primarily it's uh, about live entertainment and hospitality in Kelowna. Cool. So in the intro, I mentioned three events, Denim on the Diamond, Altitunes, and Island Time Music. Did I miss any big events? I know there's, I think you're involved in a bunch of stuff. Is there anything else that I might have missed before we jump into each of them? Yeah, nothing, nothing big like these three. These are like, uh, they're the big ones. We're involved in a variety of different stuff uh, from music pr promotion or production right. um, and smaller ones too. We did shows in BNA, but that's all like a, a contribution right. or a part of the bigger picture, which is just the live music Thickest Thieves as a whole. Yeah, cool. So Denon and Diamond was the first event. Is that right? Your, your first big event that you guys did. Yeah, that was the first big event. And like when we started pitching it to our friends and each other, it was like, we were calling, like, oh, it's just like a backyard barbecue with some music. <laughs> and then, you know, a week or two would go by and ticket sales would go up and you'd be like, okay, so it's more than just a backyard barbecue with music. Uh, now it's like, it's, it's a big party. There's going to be a lot of people here. Um, and, the, and how that came about at that time is in King stadium. So the, uh, Blonlays, Kyle and Chad are really good friends with our, of ours. Andre's obviously done a lot of stuff in the community over the last, well, his entire life. And they ran the ball diamond. So that's where the Kelowna major men's fastball league, uh, runs out of. And Kyle and Chad being good friends, and but then also on the business side, they run private business, private enterprise. Uh, we pitched them this idea of like making King Stadium a community gathering space. Right. Um, and then we also, with Chad Brownlee, who was our 
headliner that year. Right. Kyle Nixon and Chad went to university together and played hockey together. Uh, so it all kind of just, we all just kind of sat around the table like and shared a beer or two and said, here's the idea. And everyone's like, yeah, we're in, let's make it happen. Um, so it was, it was a big learning curve with like, once you do a big event of how many different parts of a city or community are involved to ensure right. that it's run safely. And that's the number one priority is like, you just don't like, oh, well, get the band and here we go. It's like when that many people are involved, every right. level of government has a seat at the table. Where you, does something happen during an event? I'm curious, like you go into it, like you said, hey, we're just going to get together and have some fun and have, and, but what was the biggest learning for you like going through that you're like what, there was a big aha moment you're like holy crap well i mean every year there's always this reminder that you pretty much control very little in the world external to yourself and your team right. i mean in year one it was smoke it's like well it was you know because it was so smoky that you didn't know if people were actually going to show up right and then in year two it was uh storm so lightning and you had to shut down the stage and you had to be like, okay, I have to release that. Year three didn't happen because of COVID. So then you're like, all right. So the industry <laughs> is really, really challenging, right? right? And then even last year, so we had an event in October, right. it was restrictions. Not only now COVID we came through, but in, in May, they said, we have this restart plan. And then restrictions were off and on, off and on and off and on. So I think the biggest like aha through all of this in a lot of areas of life, it's like you got to focus only on what's like in your total control because there's so much external to it that you just can't have an impact on. And if you try to, it's just like anxiety and stress. <laughs> Chris, during that first one, though, your your sorry, Mitch, the very first event you guys did, did you like? Did you put everything on the line? Like, were you like, holy crap, if this doesn't work out, we're screwed? Like with Den and Diamond, the first, or were you safe enough to know that you kind of let it grow organically before you went too big with it? Yeah, it was, I mean, we are, you know, the words bootstrap, like we're self-funded. Right. There's right. not like anyone external. There's no like big bank behind us. It's like, right. we're a small. So it always had to make sense for us. And that's why I like, even as when you tell that story, it was like a backyard barbecue with with an artist and the next thing you know we have a stage yeah because in the initial concept before the show even happened it was like well let's just get a buddy out on the you know on the pitcher mound maybe set up a few speakers and he could sing a song yeah. and then next you know as that time went on we just kind of built out the model on year one as we've had more ticket sales that would uh justify the added expense of like an added stage, a bigger stage, bigger sound production, bigger light production. Well, why don't we get some uh, seats in the back? And what, so it was just kind of like justifiable all along the way because it had to make sense for us. Yeah, for sure. To ensure that it was like this isn't just going to be a big financial risk where everything goes down. And I think that's also been the long why we've been able for the longevity of it, or in years why we've been able to refund tickets through COVID is. Um, we've always been financially from a business side of it. Like it had to be, make sense on a spreadsheet. Yeah. And you, that way you're not one and done. Either. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Easy to do that. <laughs> well, and I mean, I've having said, you know, talking about the Dauphin country effects experience and like, I've always saw or had an interest in live music. So I've always followed it and I travel everywhere for festivals and go to shows with my dad and my mom and, we follow Bruce Springsteen around or who at Bob yeah. Seger. 
but there are a lot of people who try to hit home runs in year one, mm. you know, year one and, or year two, where they get like huge artists, huge headliners, don't understand the production costs and how there's like a balance of too big, too, too much expenses that it doesn't even make sense. Like your economies of scale aren't there, or if you can't even sell enough tickets to recoup the costs of the artist. Yeah. And for us, it was more about selling an experience with good music as opposed to a headliner. Interesting. So this year's event, September 2nd and 3rd, two days. Yeah, so this is talking about that, that slow growth. <laughs> uh, I think this is going on year five, right? So we skip one year maybe in there. Um, or four, uh, But this is the first year. It's a two-day event. And that's kind of been that slow and steady growth over time of now it makes sense for us because we have a brand that is more well known in the community more people have heard about it so on the marketing and the advertising and the awareness component is already there yeah uh, we have really strong partners so the vision of going to a two-day or the reason is a lot of the costs for an event are in setup and takedown right so if you only have a one-day event you're you're not maximizing the opportunity right. to number one provide entertainment which is the vision of why we always do but a lot of our costs like with our whole team is like they work for three days to set it up there's like an eight hour break we'll call it when the event goes on and then we all take yeah. it down <laughs> whereas now it's like hey, hey there's kind of like two days where it's just more chill and you're not so pressured so september 2nd and 3rd of our first two-day event and what's the lineup look like? What do you want to speak around that? Because it was interesting, since you mentioned just even in talk, it's not about the headliner. I'm like, that's interesting because sometimes, I, you know, you go to events where there's like a couple big headliners, but then a lot of like, I don't want to say no name, but that's because it's not fair to say that, but they're up and yeah. coming, up and coming maybe. Um, what's the lineup mix? What does the mix look like for you guys this year? Yeah, and that's been kind of a different component too. Because So in years past, we've always done, you know, home exit surveys or, or through emails or through social media of like, why do people come to Denim on the Diamond? 50% um, were, hey, country music's their favorite. 50% were, I don't, you know, like I'm here because it's a fun time. Yeah. Rock or alt rock is my favorite, or I don't even care. <laughs> so when we added the second day, one of the ideas through feedback was making it more of a alt rock genre. Um, and why we thought that was a fit too, and we'll chat about some of the other ones, is now because we've also have Altitunes, which was yeah. Altitude. Some some might say Altitunes, Altitunes. I don't know uh, <laughs> because that was Arkells and Lights, and then we did yeah. Island Time with Strumbellas and Ruby Waters. So there's this alt genre that we've kind of created as well. Um, so for Denim on the Diamond this year, Friday night is uh, rock. And then Saturday is a mixture of country and rock um, throughout the day. And I think the fun part about what we get to do and with our friends too, is uh, all throughout the year, we're sharing music on mm. online. We're sharing music when we come across an artist we like. Cool. And so headlining this year is on Friday is Matt Mason. And Matt Mason has had a couple number one songs in the United States with Hallucinogenics and Cringe. Yeah. And we followed his journey for about five years and we've been in contact with his with his agent. Um, he's from uh, he's from Virginia, Matt. Okay. And we've been in touch with his team over those five years of trying to bring him up here and get him up here. So uh, it's it's fun for our team when we get to like say that's the artist we want and we want to introduce new music to Kelowna. Yeah. Um, and I think that fr from our side, that's kind of like 
the exciting part. They're not big names, but we know that the talent level is as big as anyone can get. And part of our job moving forward is to find those artists that are just on the cusp of making it really big before Kelowna might never be a stop. Then yeah, yeah, exactly. And then on, on Saturday too, it's like when I say, Rec Laws are arguably one of the biggest Canadian country artists right now in Canada. Um, and so they have a natural draw, especially in Kelowna. There's, and we've done denim on the diamond with country music in the past. And we had them in 2020 and they just put on such a fun show. Mm. Um, but when that difference of level of a rec laws versus an Eric church, just yeah, from yeah. an economical standpoint, doesn't make sense when you're a local business such as ours, who's uh, funding our own events. Yeah, and we're confined to a capacity of what we could fit into King Stadium. Well, and I think part of it, I mean, I think live entertainment is just sometimes hearing a band that you're not familiar with. I think that's that's yeah. the fun part. And, and you're just, you're part of, ha- you know, having some drinks out with some friends and just enjoying the evening. Like I think they're the day, right? So that's what, that's where, and that's what we want this business to be is like, hey, you might not have heard of any of these bands, right. but now over time we've established a trust yeah. that there's going to be a really strong value exchange for the ticket you know the amount for the ticket versus the value and the artist that you're going to see on stage what, what's your uh what's your genre of music who's your go-to uh you won't believe it but like i would say hip-hop i'm like okay. i grew up to i grew up to like i listened to nwa and then the other yeah. side metallica i'm a big metallica guy so i've seen metallica like four times in concert so yeah hip-hop tupac biggie yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so that's you and you and Kurt would more align on on that. So I've seen all of them too, but he still rocks it. He, like when we're in the office, he'll be going hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, we it's both been to Metallica show. a couple times. I've never. I want to see them at an out, outdoor amphitheater. I've been in awesome. inside where the roof's been so like yeah. it's been so tight that it it the sound gets fuzzy. Like yeah. it, so, the sound and acoustics weren't great because the building was too small for them. I think you should do a concert where you bring Tupac and Biggie and hologram form back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, something new, right? There's yeah. some, there's always something with novelty. And, and in the events sector, that's like everything has like a, a timeline and time frame of what it, if you don't kind of evolve, you, people kind of lose interest is one of our beliefs anyways. Well, then I think they brought Tupac to Coachella a while yeah. back, right? Holograph. And I think it's crazy. I think you'll be able to like go to a stadium, watch the Beatles on stage through a hologram or something like that one day, right? So yeah. And the technology you might not even recognize the difference. Right. Cause I was I went to a Paul McCartney show in uh oh, I think it was in either Vancouver, might have been Vancouver or Seattle. Okay. And we it's like so far away, almost couldn't even tell anyways. <laughs> you know, like there's yeah. like 60,000 people or 70,000 people in this sold out arena. It's yeah. like so far away, you might not be able to tell if it was a hologram or not. Or not. Um, I'm curious if you jump in, I, I want to talk about a couple other events you guys did. So Island Time, that happened July 16th. This was the first time, right? Like this was your first. Yeah, that was the first one. What was the inspiration for that? It's one of the nicest venues in North America, maybe the world, and it has been underutilized. That was like literally the full inspiration when we sat down with our team of like, what are some different concepts we could bring to Kelowna? Uh, I've been to the Gorge, been to Red Rocks, the Hollywood Bowl. I mean, those are typically the top three uh, uh, venues in the world. 
if not just North America. Yes. I mean, obviously they are at the highest level of what they're at. Um, but when you look at what uh, the park downtown Kelowna has, yeah. what they call that one waterfront park, island stage. I mean, the backdrop, the the area, the beach, how it was set up, like it's actually really tough to beat that experience. People were going back and forth from swimming in the lake yeah. to going and watching and chilling out on the grass knoll, listening to music. So the inspiration and why the quick turnaround, because we we had about a month and a half to turn that one on, wow. um, was we wanted to prove the concept this year so that we could start planning already for next year. It's easier if like within the community and within the city and with even for our team and stuff like that is like, well, now it's a proven concept. There was over 3000 people who had enjoyed it. And now we know what we're building off of for next year. So there is, that was my next question. Island Temp 2023, that's happening. Yeah, we're, try we're trying to decide what that concept looks like. And I think as the growth of our business has happened, I mean, number one people, like we have a really strong team now. We have a gal named Kelsey, who's essentially our director of operations or a COO as you would. And we have site managers and health health managers who all have other stuff going on in their world for, for whether it's jobs or otherwise, but a lot of it is they're in the events, entertainment or hospitality sector. So this just aligns with what they enjoy doing in their life. And so then they're always kind of pushing the right. boundaries too of how can we do more fun, cool experiences. Right. So for Island Time, the concept is either to do multiples throughout the summer. We know Kelowna is already busy. We know it's really already full. Yeah. But there is something to be said about providing the additional value to guests who travel from out of province or out of country to when they land in Kelowna or decide to come to Kelowna. There are a variety of different unique experiences, music being one of them. Obviously, there's golf, there's wineries, there's boating, there's all sorts of different outdoor activities. Mm. Well, our vision for our company is to be like a leader in, in live entertainment and, and hospitality. Uh, so wanting to bring these different music experiences. So the vision is either we do multiple or we do like a uh, kind of fast track it to do a multi-day event. Right. Because a lot of the costs in an event go in the setup. Right. So it's like every time you set up a stage and take it down, that's essentially the majority of your yeah. costs. So is there a way to set this up and use it for a variety of different things, working with the city to see if they have something they want to use it for um, and other event producers as well. Interesting. And then the other event, and is it Altitunes, Altitune? <laughs> I know. How, how I, know. I think it depends on, depends on who you ask. <laughs> altitunes i say altitunes altitunes yeah <laughs> so altitunes at big white um first time but it's it was sort of two years in the making i think the story yeah. that it, it didn't actually happen because of covid and then um was that something though that big white approached you with or did you guys come up with the idea like how, how did that that sort of that all sort of come together as well yeah we had a we had approached big white after a couple of the denim on the diamonds so at that time and especially in Kelowna you're always what are our new ways to do what we do with people and 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 in Manitoba where we're from and it's really cool there's a, a festival called the festival de voyageur okay. so it happens in february outdoors in winnipeg and it could be minus 40 and there's like tens of thousands of people outside mm -hmm. so the thought with big white was people who already go up to big white they have all the gear they have the snow pants they have the boots they're expecting it to be cold and to be outdoors 
And so we approached them with this idea to put a concert up at Big White because there's also, they have the captive audience of people right. who are already staying up there in the resort. Um, and I know when I had always been up there is like, you're looking for different things to do is like, uh, every time you're up there, it's either snowshoe Sam's or the bull wheel. And then late night you go for a rip down the hill and then a yeah. hot tub. Yeah. Love it. But this yeah. was just a, a way to celebrate the end of the year was with this bigger concert with, with music. Um, and so we approached, uh, Michael J and Trevor, uh, this is going back now, yeah, probably three years because it takes a long time just to pull yeah, this yeah. all together with permits and yes. legality and stuff like that. So we made it happen after uh, a crazy, crazy March 2020. Interesting. Well, I remember going to Snow Job. This is yeah. Sun Peaks. Um, and I just thought what an amazing setting, like a concert at a ski hill, like, and, and like, just, I, I think you can't, you can't beat the setting, right? Like, it's so cool. So I assume, is there more to come? Is there, is there more planned for this year in 2023 for this? Yeah. Just on the snow, we yeah. watched the, uh, much music videos of snow yeah. drop to get inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we dug those up on YouTube or we dug those up on YouTube and it was much music snow job. Funny story on that one year, uh, I think LL Cool J was one of them, but one year Chumbawamba, do you remember Chumbawamba? Oh yeah. They went on stage. They only had the one song. They started getting booed off stage and snowballs thrown at them because they were so bad <laughs> on stage. So, yeah. <laughs> but is there more to come? Is it, you, are you just planning more up there? With yeah, the that's the vision. I think from up there, especially as Big White grows um, and more happens and more people and stuff like that is how do you continue to provide entertainment value um, and something different uh, to the people who are always up there, whether they're visiting from out of town or whether they have a condo or are up there for a weekend. Right. So it's kind of the same. That's like, there's a winter concept for our business, which is how do you do more exciting, bring more experiences to Big White? That is a component of outdoors and music. And then downtown in Kelowna is there's some summer events, which is the island time component. And then Denim on the Diamond is the biggest right. that we have. Uh, That's kind of like our end of summer right. party before we go into, you know, a, a quiet fall before ramping up again for something in the winter. Interesting. I'm curious, I, um, I, I'm cognizant of time, but I have a few more questions is, um, how is it dealing with agents, promoters, uh, do you get any weird rider requests? Do you get anything about back just so why I ask is back when I went to university, I went to a university in Canada. I used to help book um bands into the pub we worked like yeah. on university on the campus. And I remember getting Our Lady Peace there and like these big, like just in some of the craziness that they would ask for. I'm just curious, any stories you can share about some crazy experiences? Well, so I forget who it was. It might be like, I don't think it was the Grateful Dead or Aerosmith. Like one of those, there's the story of one of those big bands that had a request in their rider that they don't want any yellow skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard yeah. of that story? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, part of the story for anyone who is like, they, in riders, they list out what they want there or what they don't want um, in their dressing room before they go on to the show. And yeah. in one of these, like the biggest bands had a request that said no yellow Skittles. So when the promoter or the person who's responsible for the dressing room would read this, they would go to the agent or the manager and say like, what a weird request. Like, 
this is a joke. We're not spending an hour picking out yellow Skittles. Well, the agent and manager would say, no, you absolutely don't have to. I'll tell the team that you actually read the rider. So now they can trust that the rest of your production is going to be great because you guys paid such good attention to the details. Huh. So some of the ones we've come across, and these are like learning as we went along, like we want five pairs of socks. And I would go to the, we'd go to them and like, what a weird request. Why do you want five pairs of socks? And then th th they would be like, well, have you ever been on tour? Like socks are hard to come by. We're not doing laundry every day. So I was like, okay, that one makes sense. Uh, but one of the most recent ones was uh, one of the artists wants a cutout of Elaine from Seinfeld. What? So, and the manager said it's really important that Elaine from Seinfeld is in it. So we read it and it's like, yeah, they want to cut out. And this is just, again, another one of those things where it's attention to detail. That's too funny. So, so they do have, they do have a lot of requests. A lot of them now, once we've learned too, like when we were in our first few years, we would give them everything they wanted. <laughs> we were afraid of offending them. And now when we go back and they're like, we want an IPA from the East coast, you know, we'll be like, Hey, we're literally part of a brewery. Mm -hmm. So you're getting BNA beer. Yeah. They're like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so now there's just a lot more now that they know we're actually reading through right. what they pass over, they can yeah. expect that both the attention to detail is going to be provided and that's going to be good hospitality. Interesting. That's fun. That's fun. But, but as a whole, there are some goofy, goofy. I mean, on one side, you're either with an agent, working with an agent who um, naturally, I think the type of person who becomes an agent is someone who is um, thick skinned and like a big hard negotiator and Sometimes we'll do whatever it is to get the deal done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on the other side, you're working with artists. So yeah. artists are more about the music, more about, so there's just, there's different personalities in the room when it comes to making a, putting a show together. Too funny. Um, I warned you, we're going to do 10 fun questions and get to know you a little bit different. So it's called, would you rather? So I've got 10 questions and I got a couple questions I want to wrap up with uh, as well. So we're going to go quickly through these. So first thing that comes to mind, ready? Okay, let's go. All right. So would you rather have a personal maid or a personal chef? Maid. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You thought about it though. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> I actually have uh, cleaners coming next week. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Um, would you rather have a tattoo of the title of the last book you read or the last TV show you watched? Uh, book. What was it? What would be on you? What I reread The Alchemist. I gave it to a friend who had never heard, who had never... Uh, read The Alchemist. And so I reread that one for like, oh, cool. uh, but yeah, it's numbers. Okay. okay. Um, would you rather have a permanent unibrow or no eyebrows at all? No eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now we're getting weird. Let's go. Would you rather sip gin with Ron Reynolds or shoot tequila with The Rock? Oh, that's a good one. Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Would you rather lounge by the pool or are you sitting by the beach? Where are you finding you? Beach. I'm okay. a beach. Okay. Would you rather someone see all the photos on your phone or read all your text messages? Text messages. <laughs> <laughs> I won't ask. Yeah, um, no. Would you rather talk like Yoda or breathe like Darth Vader? <laughs> uh, breathe like Darth Vader. All right. Uh, would you rather visit the International Space Station for a week or spend a week in a hotel at the bottom of the ocean? Space Station. Well, there's something I was just at the with the crew did across the lake swim today. 
Oh yeah, yeah. And like, there's something eerie in you <laughs> down there. Like even in, like, even in Okanagan, like that's hilarious. Um, would you rather be Batman or Iron Man? Batman. Okay. Last one. Just... Would you rather only be able to use a fork and no spoon, or only be able to use a spoon or no fork for the rest of your life? Spoon. Awesome. Soup and ice cream, right? That's soup and ice cream. Go. That's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thanks for playing along. So a couple more questions for wrap up. Um, uh, Mitch, we we talked about the events you do, but one thing I found interesting is that you um, you guys are involved in a program through, I believe, Music Heals. So please correct me if I'm wrong in the Cologne General Hospital. Can you talk about that music therapy program, how that came to be and sort of to me, it's that the other side of the business, we see all the front facing, but you, you guys are doing some, you know, some good with this, not, not the events aren't good, it's fun entertainment, I get it, but this is sort of that giving back to the community a little bit side of it as well. And I found this way. So can you speak about that program a little bit? Yeah. I mean, I don't know, we'll start how it, I mean, how it all comes about too is the initial concept of doing events was for our friends to gather. We are all so busy in life. We're all, we all have so much going on and feel like there's so much happening that sometimes you forget to check in on one another. Um, and then also on, on a bigger social side of it is like, there's a lot of uh, people from different walks of life that sometimes you never get to cross paths with. And we felt like music and the genres of music can play a part in bringing these people together. And that's where like, even on our first denim and the second denim is why there's both rock, mm. country, blues. It's not a country fest because we want people who enjoy rock or other types of music to walk into this diamond, this venue and share this experience. And the belief is if you share an experience together, you're gonna have more empathy for right. all different types of people. And that was kind of like our motto when we started is like, we're gonna create safe spaces welcoming spaces for people of all different genres or, or who enjoy all different genres of music or have all different types of background there's going to be representation on stage because we want to be a place that people could come gather um, and learn about each other and so then going through this and seeing the benefits uh, that this has in community of community gathering um, and whether it's individual just people saying hey i have an opportunity to let loose i'm you know i have stuff going on in my life that making me stressed it was fun to just get lost in the moment get lost in the music and share this feeling with with one another and as you learn more about what yourself like kurt and i do and then about what music brings to each other you start reading uh all sorts of different types of studies uh, that incorporate music and, and one of the, some of the studies show that like whether you had Alzheimer's um, there's there's benefits of music br bringing positivity to these types of people because it allows them to remember moments in their life that they were happy it allows them to go back to a time and recognize um, what music had provided for them and those were done in more group settings so this might have been five years ago we had a program a music therapist out at one of the care homes where they would do group sessions with uh, elderly folks and someone who would typically might be a little bit recluse not leave the room they would now come out and uh, even if it was just bang a drum or bang a bongo along like literally this is what they would do is like that is the most we've seen this person interact with one with someone else in years so, and music and the frequency and doing it together with other people is what contributes and facilitates that 
So then we kind of tried to, how do you provide it at more of a bigger scale? So then we partnered with Music Heals and Music Heals was a part of that one too. Um, and the KGH Foundation and brought music therapists to the McNair Psychiatric Unit, which provides <laughs> therapy, well, which provides uh, therapy to anyone in distress. So the McNair Unit is a psychiatric ward where people go if they're, I mean, for all variety of different reasons. And we thought that music therapy might be able to be incorporated into the people who are there, whether it's one-on-one -on -one sessions or group sessions. Some of these people feel isolated. Some are going through severe depression, anxiety, mental distress, um, a variety of different reasons people would be there. And so our belief is that music has the power to heal. Yeah. And that was kind of the idea is like we do these big events um, and we're all fortunate enough to be able to go to them, whether that's because we have the money, we know a friend who has connections, we're a part of a sponsorship group, but there's still a lot of people who don't have that ability. And so then this was our way to incorporate it with um, a more granular level in the community. How long has that program been running with KGH? uh this is would be going on about a year now okay okay um the one the other one we had started is just more like fun we've we fund music therapists okay so essentially a music therapist could go like there's some other uh programs that are set up in the city and the music therapists kind of i mean they're therapists but yeah. they're musicians so they incorporate music into the therapy sessions okay. um so they'll go out and to do a variety of different things in the in the community too Interesting. So Mitch, what's, what's the future have in store for you guys? What are the plans? What are you guys working on? Are you taking the events outside of the Okanagan? Is it like, so I know there's probably a lot, you guys probably did discuss. What, what can you speak yeah. about, I guess? Yeah. Happening. Well, it, it, interesting on that. So like when COVID hit in 2020, we had three events that we had promoted or funded or started yeah. or whatever. So uh, the, the next up was Altitude. So that was supposed to be on April 4th, 2020. So that was about two weeks, two and a half weeks or so. Um, COVID's March 12th or whatever. Yeah. And then right on the March 11th or 12th, we had actually just announced, like on March 11th, we announced a new event in Langford, British Columbia, not far from where you're sitting yeah, yeah. right now, Rob. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was going to be an event in Langford on, on their new soccer field. And again, this was a captive audience that we thought we had in Langford that's outside Victoria in a beautiful venue that had been underutilized. And we had great partners going to that one. So we had a big focus on like, oh, this is an expansion year. We're gonna go do something, kind of get outside our comfort zone. And then we also had Denim on the Diamond on that year too. So we had these three events uh, in between March 11th and March, April 4th, we canceled Altitude, then we quickly canceled uh, the Langford show, which was called Crown of Sound. And then we also canceled Denim and refunded everyone their tickets. Right. So we didn't keep, we, I think that's, you know, for us, the decision was like, hey, if we want to do this we, again, we have to do it on our terms. We have to do it on our, not, yeah. you know, I'd see you downtown, Rob, and I'd probably put yeah. my head down because I didn't know if I had your money or not. And, yeah. and Kurt and I couldn't live like that. Yeah. So we refunded all of our money, all the ticket buyer monies, and then, you know, came back when we thought it was right, which was partially not right, but ended up happening right <laughs> last, last October. Yeah. Uh, but in that, we also recognize what's more important to us, and that's like the Okanagan Valley. 
Um, if the opportunity presents itself and all that type of stuff, would we look out external? Absolutely. But our investments are happening in this community. Um, I love Kelowna. I love the, the ski hill. I love the lake. I love everything about it. And I want to keep that investment in here and build this as opposed to look external to where like my relationships don't run as deep and therefore it's not as meaningful for either Kurt and I to yeah. go do all this. And I'm sure there would come a time where it's like, are we doing tours and you go through right, right. the other towns, but I don't think it would be as much of a investment into arts and culture as what we think uh, we can do and have an impact on here. Interesting. I do have to say that soccer stadium in Langford is amazing though. Yeah, it is. I know. It's special. And I heard they're doing a pretty big expansion to it. They're putting seats on the other side and, and it's, it's, it's amazing to watch a game there too. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and they do really well. I mean, the, that's why I was at that time. We're like, but they just, they were looking for something different too, right? Like the soccer program there, like it almost sells out. There's always yeah. a great crowd. There's always stuff happening, but they're, how do you incorporate other things into the community yeah, to use sure. this facility that they've invested a lot of money yeah. into? Yeah. Well, Mitch, thanks for spending the morning with me. I know I went over time, so I apologize for that. But um, I'm sure I speak for the community when I say like a big thanks for you guys, like because I know it's not easy. I'm sure, you know, every time you're putting a little bit on the line when you do stuff like this. But I think I agree. Like, I think that's part of community. It's not just about, you know, the wine tours and like we have. I get that in the Okanagan, but it's it's there's something about music, right? It brings people together fun night you typically leave a concert feeling happy like yeah so I think you know I appreciate what you guys are doing and hopefully there's more to come and I'm sure the community will keep supporting because I think they have yeah I appreciate that it's always funny sometimes you know it's hard to please everybody and you know I think <laughs> as a small team we're always like oh my god I don't know if people realize like when there's a message that's shot in any of our directions it's like Kurt and I see it you know, like this isn't going off to somebody in Toronto or Vancouver yeah. or LA. It's like, it's literally coming across our phone. Yeah. Um, and that's because we care and, and we want to do good and, and we want to be a part of the growth of Kelowna in a positive way. And that has its challenges, but we're trying to take a piece of the arts and culture um, and community and make it something that a lot of people can enjoy. I think it's great. I think it's great. I really look forward to, I'm sure you guys got more coming. So I look forward to hearing and seeing what you guys have more uh, in the future for sure. Thanks, Rob. No problem. And, uh, again, thanks a lot for coming on and uh, too bad Kurt couldn't join us, but we can get you back after and get both of you on because then he could tell his side of the story. Too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> you can trip uh, me then. Yeah, I'll take there it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming. Everybody else, uh, everybody else, please have a great rest of your day and thank you for tuning into Business Matters. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive.